Welcome, True Believer readers, to Let's Read Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man, a division of Let's Read Spider-Man, a proud member of the PaySpot Patreon Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, you may also enjoy a podcast where people learn how to kick bad habits such as smoking. That would be great, James B. I'd love to know how to break some bad habits. Join Mesmero each week as he hypnotizes people to stop them biting their nails and teaches them how to do things such as jump off the Brooklyn Bridge wearing chains or quit smoking or attack Spider-Man and so much more. Check out Mesmero's Magic Hour each Sunday morning on the PacePot Patreon Podcast Network. Jump off the Brooklyn Bridge. I mean, only if it provides appropriate safety devices. From June of 1980, Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man 43, Pretty Poison, written by Roger Stern, penciled by Mike Zeck, Inked by Steve Micheline and Jim Shooter is editing most of these two. Uh, the ESU science department is being robbed. Peter's unable to stop the criminals from taking several canisters of the relatively inexpensive neoatropine, but manages to tank one of them with a tracer as he drives off. Later that night, he finds a skinny designer getting accosted by a veiled woman named Belladonna about stealing fashion designs. There's a strange, specific reference to how puny and spindly this designer is. When Spidey finally attacks the sultry assailant, he is gasped. And Belladonna walks away, unconcerned Spidey will bother her again. Spidey eventually catches up with Belladonna at a fashion show, but again, she gets away by using copious amounts of gas. Yeah, I know you don't like to read books with a lot of rain, but I found this book difficult to read because there was so much gas that most of the backgrounds are not even drawn. It's just a fog of gas. Ugh. Overall, this is a horrible standalone book. <laughs> Let's see if it gets any better. Steve Mitchell, I apologize, was the inker on the last book. Stanley presents, from July of 1980, Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man 44, The Vengeance Gambit, written by Wolfman and Leah Loa, art by Gordon. Malachi Toombs, the nephew of a new boss in New York City, is speaking at the funeral of a strongman to all the other heads of crime in New York. Malachi's uncle is giving the gathered criminals all a chance to prove their loyalty by stealing important cultural items uh, to show allegiance. Intimidated, the bosses accept their missions. As the criminal strongmen are slowly killed during their missions, we see Black Alfred emerge as the most competent. Spidey crashes the group's next meeting, but as Spidey attempts to apprehend the impassive Malachi, he is aghast. He awakes chained in a coffin about to enter a cremation oven with Malachi's uncle, the vulture, gloating over him. Okay, Eddie, this book has... A nephew who actually kind of looks like the vulture once yes, it's revealed. he does. And he is telling everybody to go get these random items. And then we see for many, many pages, different criminals trying to get these items and sometimes being killed or captured or whatever. And then, yeah, the vulture's there, right? At the end, there he is. Uh, you bring up a good point of something that I wanted to talk about too. We, I guess, afterwards. But I got to tell you, James B. 
a gas. Okay, so Belladonna gasses him. Peter says he can't afford a gas mask and chugs vinegar in the hopes of counteracting the effects of Belladonna's gas. But during the fight with her, he, he also makes a webbed mask to help him protect himself, but the gas still messes with him. And then when he's like attacking Malachi, Malachi, out of his flower, gasses him again. I, how much does a gas mask cost? I will buy one for you, Peter. Well, if he got that 800 bucks back in Amazing Spider-Man from Mesmero, he could actually afford it if it wasn't just a, a trick. But yeah, I, I, it's pretty crazy that this is a problem. You had a favorite panel. This is why this book just gets a one out of 10 here. I, I put it into the show notes. It shows Spider-Man collapsing with Malachi just standing over him, kind of. And he says, uh, not uh, gas again. Just fought a lady who used gas. You'd think I'd learn. Oh, we think you'd all learn, Spider-Man. Two hundreds of issues of being gassed. Oh, well. Well... Let's learn what happens next. Dan Lee presents from August of 1980, Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man 45, Wings of Fire, Wings of Fear, by Stern, Marie Severin, and inked by Steve Mitchell. Spidey is chained and entering a crematorium oven thanks to the vulture and his nephew, Malachi Toombs. Incredibly, everyone forgot to chain our webbed hero's legs, and he leaps out of trouble. As the building burns, the Vulture and Malachi escape with the recently double-crossed Black Alfred not far behind. Alfred shoots Malachi dead, and the Vulture attacks him when Alfred's gun jams. Spidey eventually catches up to the Vulture, and they have a classic aerial fight. The battle crashes into Grand Central Station, and as the Vulture attempts to escape, he smashes like a chickadee into some glass he doesn't see. <laughs> you know, I really liked Malachi. I, I I was super sad to see him shot. I know James would be like, nobody ever dies, really. But it, it, when he is talking to the crime bosses, there's a, I don't want to say like an arcade kind of way of him talking, but it's very calculated and chilling and concise. Uh, he's kind of like a bald version of this of the kingpin it can't be a bald version of the kingpin because the kingpin is I, bald. I meant a skinny version <laughs> a skinny version of the kingpin a bald version well he, yeah they're both bald so yeah, uh, by the way the kingpin they remind us in a little note that guy's retired it's yes. over yes yeah malachi tombs couple things one he's definitely rocking the new Vanessa Fisk version of the Big Bad Boss game, the 24-hour version, because he did not have to change it at all. So also, shiny. also, am I the only one who's a little annoyed that I didn't realize if his name is actually Malachi Toombs, that he's like Adrian Toombs' nephew? Like, it's literally, I mean, we don't really talk about the characters. Oh, you're names, right. But Adrian Toombs is the vulture. I mean, he's it even... It shouldn't a, be a surprise. Yeah, Ralph. if it... I don't remember specifically, do they call him Malachi Tombs at the very beginning, or do we just... They do, they absolutely, because I was like, what an awesome name, I like the name, so... <sighs> yeah, I mean, we've My seen... My bad. Yeah. Jeez, James <laughs> It's okay. I mean, I, I didn't even think of it until I was, like, just looking right at day. it. It's okay. Eddie, did you see that Spider-Man led the gang leaders safely out of the fire? And then he, like, when they get out, then he, like, webs up for the cops? <laughs> yes, I did. He's, like... Uh, you know, do you do you need? They're like, we need some help, and then they're also being mean to him at the same time. And then he just leaves him there. Uh, I was more concerned about 
The vulture gets punched in the space by Spidey repeatedly. I know his suit gives him super strength, but how could he ever survive even a weak Spider-Man punch? He's an old man. He's very old. Maybe Spider-Man pulls his punches with the vulture because he knows he's hitting an old man. Super pulls the punches. Uh, well, all right. some of these books are connected. Some of these books are good. Some of these books are bad. And this next book is just sort of there. <laughs> Ready, listeners, for two minutes of your life that you can't get back again? <laughs> Stanley presents from September of 1980, Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man 46, Deadly as the Cobra by Stern, Zeck, and Patterson. The Cobra has escaped from Rikers Island. While Peter is busy goofing off with his fellow grad students and teaching a goofier group of freshmen, breaking beakers left and right. Eventually, uh, Spidey's swinging about town, uh, slugging some petty criminals, when he bumps into the Cobra. The Cobra tries to gas Spidey, but... He holds his breath! (laughs) With unintentional help from the SWAT team, Spidey catches the Cobra, uh, but during a snarky exchange between Precinct Captain Keating and Spidey, the cops accidentally let Cobra slither away. Oh, we've got a villain who we introduce, and then they just escape, and there you go. Also very bald. (laughs) Yes. Uh, able to slither out of a out of a cell, like right through the little doorway, because he's slithery. But are, are we supposed to know who the Cobra is and like what he can do? I no guess idea. Fit down small passages. No, nope, I wasn't gonna. I don't want to click on it because if I click on too many of things, it usually says like appeared in Marvel Premiere Forty Six, killed by Gene DeWolf in True Peter, Marvel Team Up One Forty Seven. I'll be. I don't want to know that yet. So, but one book I do want to know about is this two-parter coming up and oh yeah expect a lot of questions from me coming up for a couple of reasons because this is a confusing one stanley presents from october of 1980 peter parker the spectacular spider-man 47 a night on the prowl by stern marie severin and bruce d as teetotaling peter is enjoying a cup of joe with deborah whitman at the pub he hears about a robbery over the noobs he cuts his date short with a self-deprecating deborah so that he can swing over to the scene of the crime, uh, Desiree Von Pope's apartment, to get the scoop. Peter thinks the prowler is to blame, so he pulls a sleepy, shirtless Hobie Brown out of bed to question him. Uh, It's not Hobie because his prowler equipment was recently stolen, and we soon learn Belladonna, she's back, has hired the cat burglar to be the prowler? Yeah, who goes who goes by the name the cat. We'll talk about that in a second. Okay, thank you. I'm always messing up burglars and robbers. Well, I, I know, that's why I'm here. <laughs> thank you, James B. To steal fashionable things for her. Um, Spidey bumps into the prowler while swinging the new prowler, that is. And when the prowler leads him into a gas chamber trap... Belladonna is there to fire it up. Uh, I didn't mention this in the summary, but this is the second book in a row that we see a very happy Aunt May in her nursing home, Restwell nursing home. Uh, She's hanging out with the other members and going out and about with them while also showing them her pictures of Spider-Man. She's a new, you know, like fan ever since they made their piece in Spider-Man 200. 
Amazing Spider-Man 200. Yeah, and I'm I have to boy, I'm trying to in the background check on the cat burglar and the prowler and the cat, and it gets it gets messy. So I I think I'd rather call this guy the cat burglar actually because he is I, he does go. go by the cat, but then of course then there's the cat. <laughs> Not to be confused with the black cat. So, you know what? We'll just... I didn't know what to do. (laughs) Yeah, I was hoping he had, like... Yeah, I was hoping he had, like, a name (laughs) that I could just... Like, kind of skimming, like, you know... sir. But, nope, he doesn't have a... He doesn't have a name. But he is... But he is going to take the Prowler's costume in this one. So, he he starts off... Like, Eddie, you and I covered this guy back in Amazing Spider-Man... 30, 1965. Yes. I, that's what I thought. That's where I knew him from. Right. And then they're going to rename him. He's known as the Cat Burglar or the Cat, because I probably use both names. And then here, 15 actual years later, they're using the same guy as the Prowler's oh costume. So from now on, we talk about the Prowler today. It's this guy. All right. Remember that, people. Okay. Yes, not Hobie Brown. Poor Hobie Brown. <laughs> he really gets snatched like out of his bed and swung onto a rooftop. <laughs> right. God, being so Spider-Man's friend. You, all right. So, so listeners, listening at, looking at Eddie's notes, Eddie's going to alternately call this guy the Prowler and the Cat Burglar. And whenever he calls him same either, person. it's the same person, even though Eddie, I, I'm so tempted to just do a it's, change it's like here. It's like Peter and Spider-Man, you know? Yeah, I, in I costume, know. I refer to him as the Prowler. Yeah, he's yeah, on a costume. Yeah, yeah. He's a cat. All right. Yeah. All right. Lovely. Well, this is going to be, <laughs> I see you, I think you call him almost an even number of different names. Here we go. Uh, from November of 1980, Stanley presents Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man in Double Defeat. By Stern, Severin, and Patterson. Belladonna's got Spidey the Prowler trapped in her gas chamber. Spidey figures out the only weak point is the window with Belladonna's gloating face. He breaks through the glass, only to find a booby-trapped monitor which explodes, injuring the cat burglar Prowler badly. Uh, Spidey takes him to the hospital where he escapes when the police conveniently leave his prowler gloves right next to him. (laughs) Peter tracks down the apartment where he suspects Mrs. Desiree Von Pope is leading a double life as Belladonna. He finds her sister Narda and she gives us a backstory of how Kingsley, the fashion designer from four books earlier, stole and ruined their family fashion business. Spidey thinks Desiree is Belladonna and that she is going to kill Kingsley that night, so he swings to his place, seeing the opportunity to eliminate two uh, of their enemies in one stroke. The cunning Narda, who is actually Belladonna, calls Kingsley to warn him Spidey's swinging over to kill him and hangs up and then calls the police to also go to Kingsley's apartment uh, so that it will look like Spidey is the murderer and immediately arrested. When Spidey jumps through the skylight of Kingsley's, he is shot. The police show up not long after to take Kingsley's deposition and cart away Spidey's corpse. So the police take Spider-Man's body and they put it like on a stretcher and drag it away? They say, call the meat wagon. Uh, We don't actually see it go away, but that's what the police say. Okay. The police officer interviewing Kingsley says. All right. I'm like, whoa. Anarda calls her goons to celebrate. She's attacked by the cat burglar. Spidey swings in to save her while also informing her that 
Kingsley shot a mannequin. <laughs> Spidey dropped through the skylight instead of himself. Great, great job, cops. Um, he webs up all the baddies, calls the cops, and calls it a day. So ends one of the stranger villains we've run into, Belladonna. Other than gas, I'm I'm not sure why she was so scary. <laughs> well, she's so her plot is that she's trying to eliminate this designer. Yeah, she's upset with Kingsley because he stole their like their intellectual property, their fashion designs, and it put them out of business. I guess I, that's you know I had I felt a need to try to do a long summary there to wrap up this. Really, this book wraps up you know from four books prior to this, the beginning of Belladonna. But it is a strange and why are we so interested in the fashion world in Spider Man? I I don't understand. Roger Stern, I need an explanation. I, I don't know. By the way, when the Prowler's gloves are like laying next to <laughs> the bed and he grabs them, Eddie? Yes. How does he use the gloves to escape, Eddie? You help me, James. I don't remember. He shoots uh, He shoots gas at the cop. <laughs> and then the ga- he says, the gas works like a charm. This place will take him hours to notice. And he dresses up like a cop. And then carries out his prowler gear. Right. So the, I'm the, going to take this downtown. So the, so the cat burglar steals the prowler's costume. Now he steals a police uniform. Right. Okay. He's just, yeah, that's what he's doing. Yeah. He's also gotten a lot younger in the last 15 years, too. But <laughs> whatever. Uh, Eddie, what did you, uh, uh, tell me something positive, though, about this sequence. Not, I don't mean like the Cobra book, but just the Belladonna storyline. Uh, well, you know, I didn't really talk about, uh, there's a couple parts where we kind of advance the Marcy and fellow grad students story. And I, I know we talked about before, Chip, who's the schizoid man, they say he was a grad student, which was a little confusing uh, last time we talked about Chip. So it was nice to get that part cleared up. And unfortunately, Marcy remains incredible. They refer to her as the Ice Queen. She's really like you know very angry and the boys are you know peter and the other grad students are like giving a hard time for wearing a banana bandana i'd be angry if i was marcy too working these jerks (laughs) they're not nice to her even steve is mad even steve is mean to her yeah everybody's mean to her they all refer to her in extremely condescending and negative ways bugger for no reason okay well I'm not really sure if you answered why these books are good. <laughs> I guess that's true. And I would be mad if I was Marcy because... Uh, I-, I was glad that there was some plot advanced within them, at least. So Marcy's upset that Deborah Whitman is out there taking some of his... Uh, taking some of Peter's attention. But Marcy's not supposed to be dating Peter at all. She's supposed to be the foil still. Like, we're still in that part of the relationship. I don't know if she'll ever actually date Peter. Marcy? Yeah. I don't know. It might not happen. Possibly. I mean, there's not that many women in the Peter Parker world that he hasn't had at least a single date with. I would say, like, you know, Gloria hasn't actually gone on a real date with him. Like, they go to the movies and the zoo and carnivals. But they're not, like, they're not intimate. They're, they're like, going, they hang out as friends. I guess that's true. They're not, like, 
fucking yeah, he, girlfriend. And he doesn't go out going with, out for fun. Right. He doesn't go out with like other people's women. He's not hanging out with like Shawshan or Marla Madison. Or, <laughs> you know, but but a lot of other people's women, like, you know, Harry whoever Harry tends to be dating, Peter's probably dated them already. Yes. So he does there is an overlap there. But so I when you see women floating around, you think you only exist for the purpose of Peter Parker dating you. And yeah, that seems to be either. <laughs> yeah, you would be correct there. They don't do anything else. But she's had a pretty long run for not really, you know, doing too much. That's all I'm saying. All right. Speaking of doing too much, um, I think you did a great job with some some rough books here. And uh, <laughs> thank you. We'll uh, we'll wrap this up. Betty, how can people reach us? Email us anytime at let's read Spider-Man at gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter at Let's Read Spidey. And I'm James B. And remember that Let's Read Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man is a division of Let's Read Spider-Man, a proud member of the PaySpot Patreon Podcast Network. The PaySpot Patreon Podcast Network is home to many great podcasts. And what might interest you would be a different podcast, okay, where people can learn to kick bad habits such as smoking. I know you weren't that happy with the first one. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, I mean, yeah, I... If I can get rid of some bad habits, wonderful. Same uh, as before. All right. Well, we're not going to use Mesmero. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. Join our host each week as he robs people of disgusting habit of smoking. He robs people of the nasty habit of biting their nails. And he robs their belongings in, that's right, a podcast you've heard about before. It's, once again, Do As I Say, featuring Hypno Hustler, uh, which we feature twice a month on the PacePot Patreon Podcast Network. <laughs> Uh, We wouldn't want to get rid of that guy. All right. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. Eddie. Uh, didn't you tell me recently that the Hypno Hustler is going to actually be some kind of feature film? Yes. Don, according to the Hollywood Reporter, Donald Glover is going to star as the Hypno Hustler in a Spider-Man-based movie. Very exciting. I like I like this guy. Do you think uh, that's bigger news than Michael Keaton playing Adrian Toomes the Vulture? Uh, yes. <laughs> Except that Hypno Hustler is... No hustler and not from Spider-Man. What Vulture shows up in Spider-Man two, three. <laughs> did did it say if it's like a Sony? Is it a Sony production? Do you know? Or if it's, it's not reference it here. Because if it's Sony production, it would be in the same world with like Venom and Carnage and. Oh yes, it does. Sony, which owns the film rights to the Spider-Man and related characters, has a whole slate of films based. Craven on not just villains. Yeah, well, actually. Mostly villains. But, yeah, Craven would be there, too. Um, you know, I, I'm assuming it's, yeah, Sony owns the rights to all that stuff. So Sony's thinking through their books, go like, <laughs> what else can we do? They're like, uh, we got uh, we got the Cobra. Yeah, Bella, Bella, Belladonna. Uh-huh. Uh, Mesmero. <laughs>